All right, guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, put on their mind. One, two, two three. three. Welcome back to where people don't want to assist other people in that process you know we think that there's not enough for everybody to eat so we try to withhold information we mm -hmm. try to withhold you know what we can we can do to help we don't want to try to help boost other people because why would i boost you if you're probably going to take food off my plate absolutely when there's more than enough to go around and it's it's, it's awesome to know that there's somebody out there that recognizes recognizes that and was willing to help you facilitate the process of growth. You feel me? And it's like, you know, our we, we feel like our companions are our competitors. Yes. And that's not even the case. You know what I mean? That's not even the case. Exactly. You feel me? Our companions are still our companions. Mm. And, you know, they always say it's lonely at the top. Yeah, it's lonely at the top because you fucking stepped on everybody to get there. Man. And that that's it. That's it. Man, I couldn't have said it better myself. And a lot of people don't recognize that when you say it's lonely at the top and you stepped on everybody to get there, bro, nobody's trying to show you any love at the top. If you stepped on me to get to the top, bro, mm -hmm. I'm not showing you love at the top. Absolutely. But if you if you showed me the way, helped, like gave me some tips on your way to the top, if I surpass you, then I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna feed back. Like, hey bro, look, this is what I did too. Come on, let's let's do this thing together. Bro, and we don't realize it's it's, it's like a relay race. Wait, wait, hold on for a second. Cause I knew exactly this was gonna happen. You feel me? I knew this was exactly gonna happen. What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. If you haven't realized it by now, see, you know what? A lot of y'all probably wouldn't realize it by now. Because when we did that episode, that was back in season one. You feel me? Like, and it was like early season one. Like, yeah. I think it was like episode 23. And That's we crazy. like, here we are like episode 170 something. <laughs> you feel me? So this, the voice that you hear this time around is Lamont Cordell. And I really just want to take a moment and just say like in the very beginning, you see what I'm saying? Like God created man, man, man you know, <laughs> but Right when we were talking about like extraordinary thoughts for growing mind, and I was finally like picking up some speed and just to give everybody like a real like, you know, previously on extraordinary thoughts. I remember seeing Lamont and I remember seeing his page and I remember hearing what he had to say. And I would just sit back and I'd be like, that is it right there. That's it. The way that he articulates his words, everything. I and I remember, man, I'm telling you, like, if anybody can just like just just. If they ever said, like, you know, like, what it means to be silver-tongued, they got to be talking about you. You see what I'm saying? Because the way that you be able to just speak and articulate, I just sit back and I'm just like, damn. Man, like, come on, Demetrius, you got to get your words right. All right, and if you're going to get your words right, at least, like, you know, slow down, speak. Because you always had a way of speaking. And when we connected, the amount of love that this man showed me and the amount of support that he showed me, it's just this is the reason why, like, it humbles me, it motivates me, and it inspires me and it reminds me that there is still people out there that are going to support you. And, and once again, what we had talked about from the very beginning, a candle will never lose its flame from lighting another candle. In fact, it'll just make the room brighter. Yes, sir. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Lamont Cordell is back on the show, but he's going to tell you that it's Lamont Hicks, like y'all probably know him as that. But go ahead, bro. So Lamont Hicks, uh, formerly, but... Legitimately, if you look for me on any platform, you're going to find me as Lamont Cordell. 
Um, and I do that because I feel like that name holds a little bit more weight. I think I think uh, Meech hit me up and told me the same thing. He was like, that sounds like something. Bro, it's like a home-cooked meal. <laughs> it's so filling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I go by Lamont Cordell. Most, most people that uh, know me will understand that. But legitimately, I, I appreciate the introduction, brother. And I want you to understand, man, uh, from the moment I met you, I've seen nothing but but growth and beauty in what you have to say as well. And I think that it's amazing to know that a lot of times when you are producing content or saying things, you don't take into consideration the impact it's having on people. And you also don't realize if it's actually hitting the mark the way that you think it is. And when you have someone reach out to you and tell you that that's the case, it is even if you are doing good per numbers, per what people are liking, uh, to have someone reach out to you and say, hey, bro, like I'm doing the same thing you're doing and I'm I'm enjoying it is amazing. So to link up with you and be able to actually have a conversation with you, because there were a lot of times where I was watching your content and thinking to myself, like, I need to step my game up. Like I'm doing something wrong here because the man can speak. And the only thing that I think back in the day you were missing were the was the outreach. Right. Mm -hmm. And. Now that you got the you got the audience, I still look at the majority of your stuff and think to myself, like, bro, I got to step my game up. So it's amazing to be in the same realm or even in the same scope that you are in and to be working together, brother. It's an amazing experience to be around you, bro. Man, you know what a lot of people never know is that, like, me and you always have conversations offline. You yes. see what I'm saying? Like, just because, like, we ain't on, we, ain't, we don't do a lot of collaborations together. You see what I'm saying? Me and you have a lot of conversations offline. Yes. You feel me? And there's, um, and I, and I, and once again, like, you know, thank you so much for that opportunity because there's a video on my feed of when I spoke to the veterans. Yes. Lamont was the one that actually plugged me for that. You <laughs> know, like he was the one like, Hey, you know, this would be a good event for you to go to and stuff like that. And because of that, you know, people have reached out. I was like, Hey, I heard you speak at this veterans event, bro. I remember when I was walking up that man, where, where it was at, yes. <laughs> where, where I was at. We're two different locations. Yes. And I remember having to walk up there in like some slides, bro. Like I had to go up a <laughs> hill, bro. It was bad, bro. Yeah. And a turtleneck. Yeah. Bad, bro. It was bad. So I appreciate it. But it but was love. You, what, you you killed it. And the funny thing is, and most people don't know, I, I for that situation where he went and spoke to those veterans, I went to a high school. I'm currently a recruiter for the Marine Corps. So I went to a high school and I was speaking in front of the students, the graduating class. And after I spoke, they asked me to come to an event and speak for Veterans Day. And uh, I was getting, I was prepping to go to, I think, Sacramento with my wife at the time. So I couldn't make it to the event. And they, they asked me if there was anybody else I had in mind that could speak. And immediately, you were the first person that came to mind. Appreciate right? that. And I told her, I was like, I got somebody in mind. All I got to do is contact him. And hopefully, he's down for it. And the craziest thing to me is, and how I know that you're going to be great at this is easily you could have said, no, nah, bro, I don't have time for that. Like, let it ride. But there there was not a, you didn't skip a beat. The the message, the immediate response is, I got it. Mm -hmm. Give me the, give me the details. Let me know when it's, when it is. And I'm there. And bro, I didn't hear anything else about it until you post a video. And then when I seen the video, I was like, oh, that man, that man doing his thing. Man, I appreciate that. <laughs> man. I appreciate that. Cause I remember being at that event and I told the lady this, I said, man, I need you to record. I need you to hold my camera and record. That taught me a big lesson that day. One, bring your own videographer. <laughs> Two, 
this there's a generation that did not grow up with technology like yeah. we did. And I man, I damn near handed her Skynet. Oh man. She gonna look at me and say, Don't worry about it. I got my phone, I'll record it. Ma'am, that's not what the fuck I just asked. I you. just asked you to record on my camera. I need you to record. And then and this is the thing though, is that I opened my camera and I forgot, I forgot to put this the the the, the memory card in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I handed her my phone. She's like, Oh no, I got it. Man. Bro, it was by the grace yeah. of God somebody else was recording because their wife spoke at that event. What happened was you didn't have that iPhone 11 yet. Bro, so. it feels so good to be an iPhone user. <laughs> it feels so good to be an iPhone. You know, bro, I ain't... Bro. Bro. Even though I got an iPhone 8, so I'm, I'm back here slipping on my... Pillow. Bro, iPhones are so powerful, bro. Like, And this is free. This is like shameless plugs for Apple, yeah. right? But the one thing that always just remains is the need for validation. Yeah. And, I, and I bring up validation because... You never realize, what do you, in your words, what do you mean? What do you think validation is? Honestly, I, I, I believe that validation is just me. And the weird thing about validation is, and then I'll get to what I think it is, is that as human beings, we all look for it. It's, it's almost inevitable to look for validation because mm-hmm. everything that you do from the time that you're born, uh, maybe not the earlier stages because you're not as conscious about what you're doing. But the moment that you gain consciousness consciousness of what you're doing, you're you're looking for validation, whether right. it's from your parents, whether it's from friends that you run into. So I think honestly, validation is just the necessity of you wanting someone to approve of your actions. Absolutely. Right? So as as adults, we look for it all the time in everything that we do. I mean, you just wrote a book and had and you had an event of mm-hmm. San Diego. Had nobody shown up to that event, you'd have taken the fact that nobody showed up to that event and written yourself as a failure. Absolutely. Because you needed that validation, and right? And created a hate episode. A hate episode <laughs> came from that, right? <laughs> so with that being said, uh, regardless of who we are, you could be Brad Pitt, somebody that is world renowned. You could be uh, freaking Tyler Perry, who's made millions of movies but the moment that you you create one that bust and you don't get the validation that you're used to getting you immediately write yourself off absolutely like maybe i don't have it anymore maybe i'm not good enough when in all actuality when it comes to validation you you got to stop writing yourself off because of stuff like that because everything that we do in life has has it ebbs and flows right Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have moments where your podcast ain't doing so hot and if you allow those dips to determine your fate, then it's going to keep going down. But if you realize that as long as you love your craft and you keep pu- plugging away at it, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to start to go back up. Absolutely. And you know, I, I was just about to ask you this. Do you feel like validation or do you think validation has a big part in someone's, how do you say this, consistency? I do. I think that the moment that we don't have the people clapping for us or mm-hmm. cheering for us is the moment that we withdraw from some of the things that we Absolutely. do. And it's sad because if you have passion for something and you really got to take into consideration what you think you have passion for, because if you're only doing it for the praise, then you'll never find fulfillment in the first place. You'll right? never find enough praise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Boom. You said it better than I could. You'll never find enough praise if you're only doing it for the praise, right? But if you're doing what you're doing because you love it, regardless of what type of validation you get, you're going to continue to put that that stuff out there and you'll get the praise back because 
one thing that we do as human beings is we love people that enjoy what they're doing. Oh, yes, sir. Right? Um, and you could tell, you could tell who enjoys what they do mm. and who does not enjoy what yes. they do. Yes. You can tell. And we talked about that earlier. You can tell when someone's doing something just for the praise, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Just for the likes, just for the comments, X, exactly. Y, and Z. Exactly. And uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers about this yesterday, actually, but in reference to, to my profile, right? Um, she was saying that she really doesn't believe in the, in the motivational thing and it's not a, a thing for her. And I, and I get that. I mm-hmm. completely understand that. And I was trying to explain to her that for me, it's not about the audience, honestly. And you said this before talking to the audience that was there at your, your uh, book reading, mm-hmm. right? Um, you said that you don't want to have an impact on the world. Legitimately, you're saying what you're saying because you've seen some things that were broken in you and you're trying to fix those those things. And as you're fixing those things, you realize that there's a, there's a revelation happening and you're releasing that information mm-hmm. in hopes that maybe what I'm going through and fixing can help someone else fix their stuff. Absolutely. Right? And the craziest thing about that is, is that's what I do too, right? Mm-hmm. And if it impacts somebody, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't, right? And I think that that is the way things should be done. If you're doing it for the simple fact that you want to get the praise, then eventually that that goes away. Mm-hmm. You don't love what you're doing anymore. You're not even, it's not fun to you, right? And I believe that you genuinely love what you're doing when you're doing this, the speaking, because you're speaking to yourself. Bro, and you know, I, I'm a strong believer in that you got to be able to do this. You got to do what you love. And I preach do what you love so much because mm-hmm. when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Facts. You do what you love. And even if, just like what you said, even if I didn't get praise for it, even if nobody was rooting for me, even if nobody even knew that I was doing this, I would still do it. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people right now that do stuff that because they love it, not because it makes them money, not because people know, not because I know singers that just sing because they love to sing. Yes. But they don't want, you know, there's there's no, there's no monetary value towards the scene. Mm. They just love it. And the reason why I I say that is because when you do what you love, even if nobody said, like, even if nobody praised you, and just like what you said, how that person said, like, you know, motivation wouldn't, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. If I did it for praise, that comment would bother me. It would hurt you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's okay. It ain't supposed to work for you. It works for me. It's not supposed to be for everybody. It's not supposed to. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that you're not for everybody. Yes. That's the that's really it right there. You're not made for every single body. But we live in a society that makes us believe that we should be for everybody. Mm. And it's weird. You know, like I read a I read a little like meme that said social media has made perfection at- obtainable mm. and reality un un unappeasable. Mm. You know, like like nobody wants reality anymore. Yes. But they want perfection. Yes. And I feel like in a sense that that's, I would never want to be perfect. Mm. I would never want to be. I like being flawed. There's no fun. Perfect is not fun. No. You see what I'm saying? And then as soon as I make one mistake, as soon as I make one mistake, it's down to the ch- like up for grabs. Yes. Thing, like, and, and you know, I was looking through scroll, scrolling through social media, scrolling through social media, yeah. scrolling through <laughs> social media and the whole Jada, Jada, Jada Pickett Smith. August Alcina and Will Smith. That thing had me shook, bro. Bro. 
bro, because that was like, the, you know, you would think that that's like the perfect couple. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So when you hear Entanglement. <laughs> you know that man released a song? <laughs> he released a song I called Entanglement. Did you hear Rick Ross' verse? Yes. They going to hell for that shit. That, they, they could have left that. They could have recorded it and just tucked it away somewhere. They did not have to do that. <laughs> they did not have there to do that. There was too many Will and Jada references in Rick Ross's verse. And did you hear him say uh, Tupac? Her fa- Bro. Her favorite rapper is Tupac. I own Bro. both. I told them, turn that shit off, man. <laughs> we, was on a, we was on our way to the event. And I was like this, bro, turn that off, man. I don't need that type of negativity. Man. I don't need that type of negativity man. associated with me. But yeah, overall, watching that video, bro, you can see you can see the pain in that man's eyes. When she said, an entanglement. Mm. An entanglement? With what? You mean, you mean a, a relationship. A relationship. And then she kind of, yeah. And it's just sitting back and you're just thinking to yourself, just like, here they were the perfect couple, right? right. But as soon as they make one mistake, mm. as soon as one mistake comes to them, and, and let's just be frank here, and I, I'm going to just be 100% honest with you, mm. is that we over here on their case about that. Yes. But we not about to deal with the problems that go on within our lives. Man. You see what I'm saying? Man. Some of y'all done had a couple of entanglements, but y'all want to talk about Will and Jada because, you know, that's relevant. But you ain't going to talk about the entanglement yep. that's across the, you know, across the couch from you right yep. now. Whatever. That ain't none of my business. Y'all live y'all lives. But see, that's where we get lost, too, is... We're so willing willing to look at other people's flaws without taking account for our own. Bro. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm reading a book that says, before you go out and try to make change, you need to clean up your own your own home. Right? Yes, sir. Right? Uh, and that's one thing that I, I've been trying to take in, into account when I go and I try to spread this positivity or say, do this or do that. Like, I can't be out here preaching one thing, but at home have a whole different situation going on, you know? And... That's the last thing that you want to do. But and the thing is, all things done in the dark come to light. So if you got something hiding in the closet and you out here preaching about how good you are and how motivational you are and how perfect you are, them skeletons, sure enough, are gonna are gonna show up eventually. Absolutely, bro. And and this is the thing is that there, there there's so many topics I won't talk about mm. because I have not made peace with some of those topics. And because I have not made peace, who am I to talk about them? Yes. You feel me? Mm. I can talk about depression. Because I've I've been there. Yes. I could talk about being an alcoholic because I've been there. Yes. You know, I could talk about anxiety. Bro, I had an anxiety attack. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That ain't fun. You know what I mean? Like, that ain't fun. Yeah. But there's still things I don't want to talk about. And I feel like that's the thing right there is that we get so caught up in trying to be right. Yes. That we, in our pursuit to be right, we forget that we're actually wrong. Yes. You know what I mean? And I get it. You know, you know, we leaders, you know, we've been, you know, we we got this mindset that we have to be able to give the right answer. Yes. But in your pursuit to give the right answer, sometimes you neglect the fact that it's not the right answer. You're just giving an answer. Man, I was talking to a gentleman the other day and he asked me a question that I didn't know the answer to. And old me would have immediately tried to come up with something that just sounded good. Like, oh, let me just feed you this BS real quick. So you think I know what I'm talking about. Like I did on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, so immediately I, up to like me now, which I'm not even perfect now. There's some things that I still need to iron out with who I am now. But I, I looked at him and I was like, you know what, brother? I don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. All right. But do me a favor. If you got any other questions that are in the realm of that, 
figured them out, ask me. I'm going to go do some research on it, and then I'll get back to you with the proper answer. Absolutely, bro. Right? And that's such a hard thing to do, bro. It is. Because in that moment right there, what you're, what you're admitting is that you don't know. Yes. And that's, a, and that's something that a lot of us don't want to say. We, we don't want to say, I don't know. We don't want to say, I'm wrong. We don't want to say that, you know, it's not in my favor. Yeah. But it takes so much courage, and it takes so much maturity, it and does. it takes so much self-awareness. Man, man. Uh, so speaking of that, speaking of that, so I had an instance and this is, I feel like I'm, I'm talking about growth right now. Right. So for me, I look at my daughter is 12 years old. My oldest mm-hmm. one is 12 years old. Right. And recently I've been trying to come to terms with how to deal with the 12 year old, mm-hmm. like the interactions we should have, the way things work when you're, when you're raising somebody, because honestly, they're looking at you for all the guidance. Oh, right? yeah, you about to have a teenager. And exactly. And as a parent, me growing up, I was so used to getting told that I shouldn't be voicing my opinion because my I'm, I come from an old mm-hmm. uh, African, uh, black black household. Yes, sir. Where mom was like, "Shut your mouth, don't say." If I say what I say is bond. You see what I'm saying? Right? And it's like, mom, like you might be wrong. Yes, you could be wrong, <laughs> right? And there was there was an instance where me and my daughter were having a a kind of a confrontation. Not in the sense where you're like, yeah, but I mean, like it was a back and forth. Yeah, we're talking, and I got frustrated, and I said something that was off note, and I was like, "Go to your room," mm-hmm. right? Because I want to be right. Mm-hmm. But as I sat back and thought about it, I was like, "Bro, that that was kind of wrong. Like, that's not how the situation should have been handled." Absolutely. And even as an adult talking to someone that's your child that's twelve years old, I, it, it takes so much from you to be able to go in there and say, "You know what? Hey, look." In this situation, I was wrong, and this is how I should have handled the situation. I did not handle that that way, and I apologize. You did that? Yeah. I applaud that, bro. bro. That's it right there, man. It was hard, though. That's big, bro. I sat on the couch for like 10 minutes before I could go in there and do it because I had to talk myself up to it. But at the same token, that's that's within my household. How often do we do that amongst other people where we don't know the answers or we, we do something wrong? And instead of admitting that it was wrong, we we like to just be like, nah, I'm going to take the dub. I want to always just say that I'm right. Bro, right? I tried to do that with my kids one time. Mm. My oldest two. Because they, <laughs> they at that age right now where they just, man, like my oldest is seven. My, you know, my son, he's five. Yeah. So I forgot what they did. I know it had something to do with podcasting and them. Yeah. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that they were raising hell outside of the studio. Like, Why so you I, trying to do your thing? Oh, yeah. I can hear them all through the recording. <laughs> and I remember, like, yelling at them about it. And then I tried to come back and apologize about it. Like, yo, like, look, like, y'all just need to understand that when I go in here, like, you know, I'm trying to record and stuff. I just need y'all to be quiet. Yes. They looked at me. And my son, he looked at me like, why is you talking to me? Like the Man. like, I can see it in their body language, yeah. and then my son even like started like playing on his iPad, like, "Yo, why is he talking to us?" Man? Yeah, and I ended up getting even more mad. Like, see, <laughs> this is why nobody want to apologize to y'all because y'all don't even know how to accept it. Mm. You know, y'all act just like y'all mama. Gotcha. And gotcha. then I ended up walking away, and I was like, "Did I apologize?" Yeah, I apologized. And, and I was, you, you gave yourself <laughs> that narrative, like, "I'm not good. Like, I'm I, good. I did what I went to do." I, 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 I got my point across. Yeah. I was like, you know what? And it took a moment for me to realize, like, what I'm doing is the same thing that I was raised to do. Yeah. So it's so easy for me to revert back to it because that's what I know. Mm. But the reality is, is that if we really want to make a better version of ourselves, when we look at our kids, 
it has to be just like what you did, you know, swallowing those hard pills and actually stepping up and saying to ourselves, like, hey, I am wrong. Yes. And what it does is it teaches our children a certain level of accountability yes. that once we display, I try to keep an open dialogue with my children. That's good. You know, and it's it, it, it took a long time because I started doing it when they were like three. Mm. Once they started to be able to form words and put sentences together, I started to create an open dialogue. Like if they didn't like something, yeah. I wanted to know why they didn't like it. Not do it because I said so. Me and my son have went back when we, play, oh man, when we play Call of Duty, the zombies. Yeah. It get rough. Man. <laughs> it get, that, that, that conversation get rough, man, yeah. because it's like. Do your part. <laughs> I don't know. One time I told him one time I was like, look, man, I don't want to play no more. Dog. Like he was like, wow. I was like, cause you stressing me out. You stressing me, you stressing me out. Like go get your sister. Yeah. I'd rather play with her to be honest with you. Like, and he was like, what? And I was like, cause she listens and you don't man. Yeah. like, you gotta help me. Yeah. And although it was hard to talk about, but it was just a certain level of emotions and just conversation and dialogue that you just don't express with your kids that yeah. we, you have to be able to. Yeah. Because we ain't always right. Mm. And when we explain that to them, it's okay to say, I'm not right right now, yes. but I can learn to be, yes. or I can learn this information. Mm. It doesn't always have to be, I mean, granted, yeah, I'm the parent, you feel me? Yes. There's still going to be that line, but at the same time, my kids need to be able to develop their own opinion. Yes. They need to be able to learn to express their own opinion, especially when they go to school yes. and they got to be able to express their own opinion. Yes. Because my mom, because she did that to me, I didn't, and my grandma, like, because I was raised in a household where I wasn't allowed to express my own opinion, you know how hard it was for me to express it when I became an adult? Bro, current day, current day, I still suffer from it. At 32 years old, mm -hmm. I still suffer from it, right? And those that came from a household that was like that, you understand, like, even, even nowadays, I have to sit back and give myself a prep talk, like, hey, you need to say what's on your mind. Like, the right thing to do is say what's on your mind. Absolutely. Because there's still a little voice in my head, and maybe it sings to the tune of my mom's voice. Maybe it doesn't. But for the most part, it's like, ah, you can keep that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? And it, it takes something out of me in order for me to be able to push that. But the thing is, is the moment that we give ourselves or grant ourselves access to express those feelings, uh, it opens up new doors for you. No, I, I, I applauded myself. When I learned to start standing up for myself. And I didn't really start. The only time. recently, Bro. Yeah. Bro. Like I didn't start really standing up for myself until like. I would do it when I would get angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would create this subtle predatorial behavior. Especially being in the military. Like there were certain times where I wouldn't need to be put in those positions. Yeah. But recently. I started making that a conscious decision. That I would stand up for myself. Yeah. I would express my opinion towards things I didn't like. You know what I seen you do that is you were on a live and I don't know what the lady's name is, but you on a live and you were expressing to her that you said, hey, I want to go live with you. Mm -hmm. And she told you like, hey, well, when I'm ready and you were like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm sitting there watching this unfold and you were expressing to her like, hey, look, the reason why I responded this way is because I'm I, I'm standing up for myself at this mm -hmm. point. And it wasn't to say that, hey, like, you're you're wrong. It's to say, hey, I need you to understand this is why I feel this type of way about this situation. And I was sitting there looking at that. I was like, look at him. Look at him grow. You and feel that, me? That's awesome. And I appreciate that, bro, because there would have been a time where I would have adjusted my life and my schedule to hers. Yeah. But in the, the whole, like, and to give everybody context, context to it, I said, like, who wants to go live? You know, I was doing, like, you know, episodes and stuff like that, live episodes for Instagram. I put that message out there. She reached out to it. 
And I was like, well, this is the time that I'm doing it. And she was like, well, we need to do it at a different time. And I was like, you can do it at a different time, but this is the time that I'm doing it. And this is the time that I will only be doing it. So if you cannot do it, then don't do it. And then she reached back to me and was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put my schedule to yours. Yeah. And that meant so much, bro, because, man, you're looking at the person that would have, we would have went out to eat. Yeah. And I said, like, hey, I want french fries and a burger. And they brought me, like, uh, what's those, sweet potato fries? Yeah. I hate sweet potato fries. And you would have ate the sweet potato I would have ate them. Yeah. Not said a <laughs> not yeah. said nothing. Like, no, 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 It'll work. It's cool. Yeah. And hated it, bro. Mm-hmm. And still paid. Like, so it's a big step. You know what's funny though? Cause I, I noticed the the direction in which you're growing and I respect it because honestly, as someone that is trying to navigate what it is that we're doing here, uh, you gotta have respect for your time because you don't get that you don't get that back. Mm-hmm. And if there's a time slot for something you're trying to do, you know, people people gotta understand, like you gotta you gotta be able to adjust what you got going on, especially if you're trying to associate yourself with what I got going on, right? And I was talking to my wife and I was like, hey, I think I'm going to go do a podcast with Meech. And she was like, well, because they're getting ready to go to Sacramento. And she was like, well, why can't you do it once we leave? And I was like, because we talked about it earlier this week and we already set a date. And imagine this. I was like, we're talking about Meech, somebody that maybe you don't feel is, is, you know, at the stature that other people are when it comes to podcasting. But at the same time, if one of those people were to hit me up, and these people got time slots for their people. And I would be like, hey, bro, like, I can't be there at that time. I need you to adjust to this time. They'd be like, bro, I'll find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I need to treat me with the same respect. Because at some point, that's going to be the case. And maybe even this could spoil the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I hit you up and be like, hey, bro, I need you to adjust to my time. You'd be like, bro, I ain't got time for that. Who, like, first of all, who do you think you are? So with me coming on your show, it's one of those things that, I okay, well, you. I need to adjust myself to what you got going on. Because maybe you got something pressed this weekend mm-hmm. or next week, and you only got a spot, this one spot that's available for us. And I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that so much, man. Just for the simple fact that, like, somebody actually told me to start respecting my show. Mm. And I didn't understand what they meant because, you know, I thought like, I, I, I respected it. Yeah. But there were certain things that I was doing with my show that you can tell that I wasn't respecting. Okay. I would, like, I would set up, like, time slots, cancel last minute. Mm. I'm not proud of doing that, but I would allow life to just get the best of me. Yeah. And just be like, all right, hey, look, we're gonna have to push that to another day. Yeah. You feel me? Or I would be missing episodes myself. Yeah. The inconsistency. I started to develop an inconsistency. Yeah. Oversleep when I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. You know, put up a last minute, hey, no episode for today. Yeah. And they said, you need to start respecting your show because it's because of how powerful it is. Yeah. And yeah. until you start res- respecting your show. That's when people will start respecting you. And that makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's one thing that a lot of, I don't know who needs to hear that. But <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear that. But until you start respecting yourself, ain't nobody else going to respect you. Man, and low-key, I think G-Man, and I don't know if anybody or the people that listen know who G-Man is, but I think he said it the best at your mm-hmm. event. He was like, it used to make me mad when people would say, oh, your little podcast or your little event or your little boot camp, like, Nothing that you do is little. Anything that you got going on, you should be thinking that it's the biggest thing in the world because yes, it very well could be. Because everybody that gets to the level in which they are at the top of the level, so people like Kevin Hart, people like, for those that listen to motivational speakers, people like E.T., people like Tony Robbins, they started off from the bottom. And mm-hmm. if they didn't respect and appreciate what they had at the bottom, 
they probably would have never made it to the top. You see what I'm saying? And when people say that shit, like, you know, you're little this, that's invalidation. It is. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you're, you're invalidating how much time and effort I put into something. Yeah. Because he's right. And I remember him saying this. Because you remember, like, he was like, hey, Meech, you need to start getting some NDAs around here. You know, like, I, and I was like, damn, am I really getting to that position where I'm going to need to start having non-disclosure agreements? Because I remember yeah. you asking, like, y'all yeah. remind me, y'all okay with me, you know, recording y'all. And that just shows the level in which I'm starting to get to. Yes. When you come to events, I need to start letting people know, like, hey, this event will be recorded X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, here, sign this. You see what I'm saying? That, bro. Yeah. That was powerful right it there. It is. It is, man. And. I, I couldn't, when he said that, I was like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of times where I write my stuff off too. Like, I just started YouTube. And I still post videos and think to myself, like... Mm. Bro, them big videos be so powerful. Mm. And I write myself off on a lot of them. Like, I, as soon as I post it, I'm like, ah, oh, that ain't gonna go nowhere. Mm -hmm. Immediately, write it off, right? And that's what I want y'all to understand. Because I have so many people, and I was talking to you about it earlier. I was talking to some of the young men and young women that are getting ready to be Marines. And I was expressing to them that... You know, what I post on social media is, th this is a highlight reel. And mm -hmm. I need y'all to understand that. It's a highlight reel. I was like, there are imperfections and things that I don't fully have confidence in, in myself, but I'm still growing. Yes, sir. And they looked at me and was like, no, you're, one of them was like, I think you're one of the people that's, that's perfect. And I'm like, you got to write that off. You got to stop thinking that way because I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I don't need you to think that because you're going to see me fall at some point. But understand, me falling doesn't mean that I'm not going to get back up and keep pushing. Bro, and that, that right there is so powerful as a leader. Mm. And I remember, you know, and shameless plug, the first chapter in my book, I talked about like, you know, <laughs> like like somebody taught me what that was, what that was like a shameless yeah, plug where yeah. you plug yourself yeah. into something. And I, I like, if I'm about to plug myself, shameless hey, plug hey, real quick. Yeah. yeah. And I talk about it like, you know, I had to let my Marines know that I wasn't perfect. And I always, and I say it with pride, like, yo, like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, don't get too ahead of me. Like, <laughs> like bro, I be saying it, bro, yeah. at the shop, like, yo, like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I ain't that big of a deal. Like, I'm, I'm really a piece of shit. I'm just like y'all. It's just, I don't get caught as much as y'all do. And, <laughs> and I say that, though, because I know I'm a fail. You feel yeah. me? I know I'm a fail. Yeah. And I don't want somebody to be sitting there and be crushed by me being human. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Because we, we, we tend to put each other on these pedestals. Yeah. And get so devastated when we meet each other in person. Like, you ever seen somebody and they come up to you and like, wow, man, like, you know, like, can I get a picture with you? Or I follow you on Instagram, yeah. X, Y, and Z. And you're like, it, it makes you like, take us like, yeah, dude, like, I'm like a regular person. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm really a regular person. Yeah. Because we put each other on such big pedestals. Mm. And I want people to understand that I'm just human. Of I'm course. really human. Of course. So when I fall, it's normal. Exactly. You know? And it, it means so much to allow yourself that moving space for people to understand that you are human. Because the thing is, is a lot of people attach the possibility for growth and quote unquote perfection to the idea of you. Mm. And the moment that they see you fail, then the potential for their future growth and progression goes out the window. Because mm. if you can't be perfect, then I can't be perfect. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody's perfect. It's not in the contract. It's not in the contract. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. And the moment that you realize that failure is part of the process is the moment that you realize that in order to get to where you want to be, that failure is what you should be striving for. Not saying that you should be releasing or doing things subpar, but understand that as you collect those small victories, that failure is in the contract no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I bring that up because... 
there has been so many times where like I'll make a I'll mistake make a mistake on a word. Mm. Like the event Sunday, bro, I did not want to read out loud. <laughs> bro, my reading is atrocious. You be like that. Bro, and I and, and you know what it is is I get nervous and I start reading fast. Mm. And the thing is is that like I'm reading fast, but I'm not processing fast enough. Gotcha. So my mouth and my brain are not they're not synced. Yeah. So I might be reading some I might be saying something at the bottom of the page, but I just read the top. Yes. And I'm just like, dog, like I don't want to do this. And I was so bro, I was so nervous at the event. I was sitting back, I was like, dog, like I hope nobody sees that. Like, yeah. come on, don't get this on camera. Don't get this yeah. on camera. And it just was to be able to do it in front of everybody just shows like, look, one of the biggest things that we can do is step out in front of our failures. Yes. To get ahead of our failures. Yes. Don't be consumed by your failures, but allow your like ride that failure. Get ahead of it. So that way you know what's going on and you can be able to move forward with it. Yeah. And I think that's the most powerful thing right there. It is. It is a super powerful thing to be able to get ahead of your failures, man. And uh, take them with a grain of salt. Understand that as long as you keep putting one foot in front of another, eventually you're going to take bits and pieces from those failures and learn what not to do in order for you to continue to make progress. And the moment that you start turning a blind eye to the failures and not picking up on what you what made you fail in that attempt mm-hmm. is the moment that you're going to find yourself stagnant. So as long as you're learning from your failures, then forward progression is all you get in return. Absolutely, man. Now, speaking of forward progression, man, don't you got a podcast coming out? Man. So, yes, I, I intend to do a podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, I have already... Schedule the platform. I got the platform. I got the name. It's going to be Go ahead. Shamelessly plug it. It's going to be called On Second Thought with Lamont Cordell. And uh, the whole purpose of it is just for us to kind of have candid conversations the way that me and Nisha are having right now and express some of the things that we've learned about ourselves or things that we're going through or things that we have that we're currently studying and just get an idea because long form communication, it got lost somewhere. And Mm. for some reason right now, it's starting to become a commodity again where people want to listen to genuine conversations between one another. This podcast episode is not going to be perfect. And it wasn't meant to be. And the reason being is because when me and, or Meech and I get together, see, that would have been a mess right there. Meech and I get together, we like to just discuss things that are on our minds, things that we're, we're dealing with at the time. And it helps push the envelope forward. So maybe we say something that strikes a chord with you, maybe we don't. But if we do, then you get to taste, take that gem and do something with it. Just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Don't forget to share this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, follow this podcast, pass this podcast to somebody because this podcast was dedicated to helping everyone become a better version of themselves, even though I don't know what that type of version is. I just know that you can be better. Lastly, don't forget to grab your copy of The Extraordinary Thought from the Ordinary Mind available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. I think there's an electrical copy. You know what it is. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.